Coast.com. Get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Well, good morning, South Coast. It's Jack Spillane, not Tim Weisberg. Uh, Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light sitting in for Tim this morning. Um, Tim is, as we know, uh, having surgery. And um, anybody who wants to send good thoughts or prayers to uh, Tim, do it now. Uh, he's he's getting ready. Um, we're all with him, and I'm sure it's going to go well. So uh, here's my prayers uh, out to you, Tim, and um, good thoughts. And anybody else who wants to call in and, and offer theirs too, uh, go ahead and do it. Uh, so uh, uh, today is uh, an interesting day on South Coast. We have uh, the, um, we have uh, Jack Markey's funeral. Uh, former Mayor Markey, who was mayor for 11 years, uh, uh, one of the great mayors in New Bedford history. Many people uh, count him for as being the guy who really got the National Park going I have a column up um, uh, at the New Bedford Light on, on Mayor Markey. Uh, you may have read it. Uh, I think I'll read parts of that this morning for those of you who knew him. Jack Markey was one of a kind. Uh, he was a, a real character, famous for dropping his pants when he thought the fire fact, firefighters were demanding too much uh, by way of their contract. I'm going to read a little bit um, from my, mayor's, from my uh, column on, on Jack Markey that went up this, yesterday. I was at the uh, wake at Saunders' funeral last night. I have been at a lot of wakes at Saunders' funeral. It was by far the longest line that I've ever seen uh, at Saunders. And that includes uh, the wakes for Rosemary Tierney, uh, uh, Rosemary Tierney's grandson. Uh, uh, It was just, uh, for a guy who's been out of office for 40 years, it was just astonishing. Um, A real tribute to the Markey family. They were all there. Four children, seventeen grandchildren, so they're almost like the first family of of New Bedford. So, uh, a shout out to the 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 Markey family this morning. Uh, uh, what else has been going on all all week long? We've been talking about the residency requirements in New Bedford. Uh, if you want to give me a call about that, you can call at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. This is a good time to call uh, now until about six twenty two. Because that's when um, the lines are open uh, every morning. So if you're just getting up and and you feel like calling, feel like uh, calling to um, uh, verbally send your good wishes to Tim Weisberg, uh, who's having surgery, uh, you can do that. If you uh, feel like uh, calling and have a Jack Markey story, you can do that. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light filling in for Tim this morning. It's uh, a cold, crisp uh Morning out there. We got more storms coming, but this is New England. This is January. This is what we get. It hasn't been too bad so far. We haven't really had that big snowstorm that that um, makes you have to break your back shovel. And so far, it's just been a little bit of um, strain on the arms, uh, breaking the ice up. But um, uh, even with, uh, I don't know, maybe climate change is making the winters uh, a little a little warmer around here. If that's the case, uh, 
Uh, that's one of the few benefits um, from uh, climate change, I guess. Yeah, this is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light. Uh, call, uh, give me a call if you want to talk this morning. Uh, let me let me just uh, uh, read a little bit from this column I wrote that was published yesterday in the New Bedford Light, which is always a free newspaper, free online newspaper. You can you can get online, and um, maybe this column will will uh, prompt you to to call up with your own Jack Markey story. He was one of kind, one of a kind, Jack Markey. He got a tattoo from the mailman that said Jack when he was just 13 years old. It took him five years to graduate high school, having had to repeat his junior year. He obtained his law degree from the historically black college, Howard University, at the height of the civil rights era. The only white out of 16 graduates. That was Jack Markey. So that's, that's the opening of my column Uh uh, on, on a tribute, I guess, to the um, uh, the mayor who was mayor from 1972 to 1982. That's uh, that's 40 years ago now. Jack Markey went on to become a judge for 17 years. Uh, he um, uh, was well known as a humane judge that that helped a lot of the people that needed help. That uh, delivered tough love when people needed tough love. Uh, Sort of a um, a, uh, a hometown uh, wise old old judge, I guess, is the way that that you would describe him. It was before my time on South Coast. It's just amazing. I, I've been here twenty four years, and 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 Jack Markey was mayor seventeen years before that. So that's how long he's been out of office. But his son uh, Chris is a longtime state rep, so they're still very very well known on the South Coast. His son John Jr is a um, very, very well-known lawyer on the waterfront, was very active in Mayor John Mitchell's first mayoral campaign, uh, a very prominent family in New Bedford. So uh, shout-out to the um, Markey family. The funeral is is at Holy Name of the Sacred Heart Church at, at in Midtown, Ward 3, this morning at 10 a.m., uh, it'll be crowded if you're inclined to go over on this cold morning to that funeral. Um, I'm sure the Markey family would appreciate it. Um, so that's that was the big news this week. Markey, of course, died on the same week that his um, his longtime city planner Ben Baker also died. Ben uh, worked hard with with Markey when they when they created the 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 um, historic district in downtown New Bedford, which has really revitalized the downtown these last 30 or so years. Uh, ben was also known for the uh, restoration of the Zyterian Theater, which is kicked up into an even higher gear these next two years as they completely remodel it. Uh, that was the theater that brought quality entertainment, uh, not just um, high-end stuff like the symphony and and, and plays, but, but also a, a whole bunch of rock and roll concerts and other stuff that's gone on at the um, uh, Zyterian Theater these last um, 40 years. That's Ben Baker, uh, Jack Jack Markey's colleague. You might have read in my column or uh, other places um, that uh, as um, the two great men came toward their end, uh, uh, their, their family members and friends arranged for them to have one last meeting over in, in Jack's uh, Mattapoise at home and that took place just before Christmas. And um, 
uh, and both men were, were gone within a month. Um, uh, Maki at 89 and uh, Baker at 84. A good run for both of them, but still sad for their, for their families to see them go. Uh, uh, we'll miss Jack Maki. We'll miss Ben Baker. Uh, what else uh, you got on your mind? Uh, how about this residence requirement? I, I've been listening to Chris McCarthy and some of the other uh, uh, jocks during the week, and, and um, there's been a lot of talk about the residence requirement. Uh, you know, I get it. The, um, the people from, especially management positions, I think it's hard to get good people from out of town. I do think that there is some value to the residency requirement because people in the city of New Bedford need jobs and, and particularly in the, in the working positions. These are, are management positions, Unit C, that Mayor Mitchell wants to change the, um, the rules for, see if he can get the city council to go along with them, with him. My concern is, is the um, police and, and firefighter positions where, uh, especially in the police positions, I really think you want to have city people, people who know the city, people who are um, minorities uh, 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 interacting with our population in New Bedford, which is about 40% minority now in the city. Uh, the Latino population has grown by, by leaps and bounds these last um, 20 years. Uh, the Cape Verdean population has always been there. And so I think having the, the residence requirement for police and firefighters helps that. I'd actually prefer it for teachers too, but my understanding is that teachers have a state requirement that exempts them from residency requirements, which is, um, uh, I, I guess I understand that if you're trying to get good teachers, but we do have a, a problem in New Bedford where you have a, a 40% minority school system, 45%, I think, maybe closer to 50 now, and a less than 10% minority teachers. And so, you know, kids model themselves after people who they see as, as similar to themselves. So, you know, I, I know that those kinds of requirements can be controversial sometimes, but I think there's a reason for them uh, to a certain extent. So the residency requirement has been a big story this week. Uh, uh, the death of Jack Markey. Uh, uh, what else is going on? Uh, we, uh, we have three city councilors who are going to to hold a, a taxpayer town hall this week. Uh, freshman Councilor Leo Chiquette, uh, semi-freshman Councilor Sean Oliver, and um, uh, longer-term Councilor Ian Abu are going to join together to uh, answer any questions on how to get an abatement. Uh, taxes, as we know, have, have been going up in New Bedford. You know, I, I get my tax bill every year. I just pay it. Uh, I, I arrange it so it comes out of my mortgage. I don't know. I, I just kind of think of it as a, as a cost of living, but I, I, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, maybe I should look into it closer. When I saw, um, I think it was Michael Rock who put up numbers of what the average tax bills in, um, South coast communities were. And when I saw the average tax bill in New Bedford, which was, is around $4,000, I thought jeepers, my house is small and I'm, and I'm paying at least that. So maybe I ought to apply for an abatement myself. Uh, uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes said that taxes are the are the cost of living in a civilized society. So you know we all like to gripe about taxes; they they can be a burden, but you know we get we get a lot for them. You know, in my opinion, New Bedford is a reasonably safe city. Uh, we get the uh, the police force. 
We get the firefighters, the excellent job the firefighters do. We get the the school system, uh, a very large school system. Uh, New superintendent, Andrew O'Leary, I think, is going to do a great job. But, um, you know, the schools, we're an urban community. We're a largely immigrant community. You know, I don't really expect us to score as well as some of the suburban communities. On the other hand, I think we should reach for the stars. I think we should do as 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 well as we can and, and have high expectations of ourselves. Uh, so uh, uh, we get the school system. You know, we, we get all the social services, the, the fuel assistance and and programs that, that help people who are in need of food. We, we get a lot of stuff through our tax dollars. We get a lot of restoration efforts for the historic downtown, which has helped make New Bedford the kind of place that people want to live. We get a lot for those taxes. So, but, you know, I I think there are inequities. Sometimes they get it wrong. People need to know how to apply for an abatement. Uh, So if you go to this meeting uh, that um, the three counselors are going to have, that that will show you how to do that. Let me just look to see when is this meeting. It is Tuesday, January 23rd from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m at Keith Middle School. So if you want to find out more about how you can apply for a tax abatement or or why taxes are at the level they are in New Bedford, you can go to this meeting um, by Councilors Choquette, Abu, and Oliver on Tuesday, January 23rd from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light filling in for Tim Weisberg, who's having some surgery this morning. Uh, Tim, uh, as you know, is uh, facing some health issues. Uh, if you want to tell me your favorite Tim Weisberg story, uh, uh, call in. Uh, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to send some good wishes his way this morning. Uh, we're with you, Tim. We know this is going to be all right. And uh, uh, we're sure we'll be uh, talking to you next week. I'll be out of town next week, uh, but but uh, <laughs> uh, Tim will be back. Um, uh, so... Uh, and I think um, uh, uh, he'll be better than ever. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light. Uh, give us a call this morning. We're going to go to a commercial, and we'll be back in just a bit. Okay, we're back. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light. Um, about 6.24 in the morning, still dark out. Um we have not been able to get the music going this morning for some reason. It looks like there's a set of new passwords, and um, I have not been able to figure that, that out, so I apologize for that. Uh, we've been talking about the funeral of uh, Mayor Markey, which is this morning. Mayor Markey is, uh, was mayor for 11 years, in the 1970s to early 1980s. He is credited with being the guy who first directed the federal funding to, to rebuild the National Park to rebuild the historic district, which was the Whaling District. He did that working with former Mayor John Bullard. I've written a nice piece in the New Bedford Light this morning that if you want to read, call me up and talk to me about your memories of of Mayor Markey. I'm I'm happy to hear that. Uh, He was a great man. It's It's a great New Bedford family. His son John said to me this week that he was a real New Bedford guy, and, and, and he was. He was a guy who um, uh, was a mischievous guy, uh, an authentic guy, and he made the most of his, his life and his talents. Um, 
so uh, we're all sad this week with the passing of Mayor Markey, but it's a time for celebration. He lived to be 89 years old. That's a good run. He um, His funeral will be this morning, as I said. And um, if you have a Markey story, the, 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 the great Markey story, of course, is the one where he dropped his pants. He he didn't have his un- he had a bathing suit on, so it wasn't that he was dropping them to see see his underwear. But uh, he was um, a mischievous guy. He wanted to make the point that the firefighters union was asking too much from the taxpayers. He lost that fight. The arbitrator ruled for the firefighters, and on the check that he cut, he put the picture of himself with the drop drawers on that check to the firefighters. This was a guy with a sense of humor. Uh, Maybe we're lacking um, a little bit in the sense of humor for for our local officials these days. Uh, I'd like to, um, to 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 see a little bit more of Jack Markey um, in our local people. So that funeral is at Holy Name at, at ten o'clock. Father Mike Racine will be, uh, uh, I'm sure, uh, doing the service. Uh, although I wouldn't be surprised if there's more priests and even that, as as Carol Markey was a a very active. Uh, Catholic uh, in her life, so we'll see what happens uh, over there. We've also been talking about um, the residency requirement this morning. Um, how do you feel about that? Uh, maybe uh, people have talked that out. I I kind of think that um, I like the residency requirement, but it really is hurting the city from getting unity managers. The, uh, the chief financial officer position stayed vacant for many months, uh, last year until they finally hired a guy who used to be a very smart guy, Bob Ekstrom, who used to be the uh, city auditor. But um, New Bedford sometimes has hard a hard time attracting the um, the best talent to this corner of the state. And as we know, um, uh, government salaries in some cases are not as good as, as private sector salaries. So uh, the mayor is trying to get the, the city council to go along with that. What else is happening today? Uh, the New Bedford Light, uh, if you read it, uh, is, is free, so it's very easy to read. Um, just get on your computer and, and put in New Bedford Light. Uh, it'll come up. Uh, we have a nice story about uh, the problem of, uh, by Will Sennett, on the, the problem of child labor in the fish houses, in the seafood houses in New Bedford. You know, you would think that child labor was not a problem anymore in America, but it continues to be. And it's a problem with the undocumented immigrants. Many of, of, of these kids, and they're teenagers is what we're talking about, people who are 15, 16 years old, coming from Central America because they're so desperately poor. And they're willing to work in the fish houses and the seafood houses while they try to go to school at the same time. They often get injured in these places. And um, the... Uh, the owners will say that they didn't know that they were minors, but most folks uh, pretty much say it's common wisdom that, that the temporary agencies supply these minor workers who have forged their um, green cards because they're so desperate to get, to get money. That's the situation we have in 2024. Imagine that, that, that child labor where Lewis Hine, that great American photographer, but Spinner has a lot of his, Spinner, publications in New Bedford has a lot of his um, photographs of the child labor in the old textile mills and the old factories making clothing in New Bedford, a, a problem around the turn of the 20th century. We enacted a slew of child labor laws uh, 
and still, and still the same thing is being done over again in the New Bedford Seahouse food houses. Not, not just in New Bedford, in the meatpacking industry in the Midwest. Are, are these children undocumented immigrants? Yes, yes they are. We have a problem. The Democratic and Republican parties have not been able to solve that problem in 30 years. And so we have child labor in New Bedford at this point. Um, I'm looking over at Phil Devitt. Are you, are, you, are you ready to come in at 6.30, Phil? Okay, let me see if I can, can get this uh, music bumper for you. Oops. I don't think so. You're going to have to go. <laughs> Am I a little bit early? I, I apologize for hey, that. Hey, Jack, how are you? Good, good, good. Yeah, hey, you know what? Nothing, uh, uh, we love a little technical difficulty in the morning, right? Yeah. Phil, Phil and I have known each other forever from the standard time, so we're, we're reunited this morning on WBSM. <laughs> it's good to see you, Jack. Good to see you. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll get started here. We'll get the, uh, we'll get the technical okay. problems out of the way. And I'll try to have the bumper going for the next one. All good, Jack. Thank you. Um, all right, we'll take a look at your national and world headlines now. Attorney General Merrick Garland says he told families of victims of the 2022 Uvalde, Texas school shooting their loved ones deserved better. I also told the families and survivors how deeply sorry I am for the losses they suffered that day and for the losses they have suffered every day since. A Justice Department report says school shooting could have been stopped sooner. The DOJ released a nearly 600-page report Thursday detailing the response to the shooting that killed 21 and injured 17 others. In the report, the DOJ said the response was a failure. The shooter was stopped 77 minutes after he first walked into the school. Garland traveled to Uvalde ahead of the report's release, spending time visiting the families of victims and 21 memorial murals honoring each person killed in the shooting. Dozens of deaths are being blamed on the Arctic cold weather gripping much of the U.S. At least 55 people have reportedly died across 10 states since the record cold temperatures started plunging into the U.S. last week. Former President Trump spoke with Sean Hannity in an exclusive interview with Fox News Thursday night. Just days before the nation's first primary in New Hampshire, Trump sat down with Hannity and spoke about the election, wanting immunity as president and more. If you take immunity away from the president, so important, you will have you will have a president that's not going to be able to do anything. Trump said he loves the state of New Hampshire but dislikes their, quote, open primary system, which he claims would allow registered Democrats to vote in the Republican primary. He said Governor Chris Sununu should stop, quote, wasting his time endorsing Nikki Haley and instead focus on changing the state's voting system. Trump added that he thinks Haley has, quote, no chance in the primaries. Hunter Biden will sit behind closed doors for a deposition on February 28th. On Thursday, officials announced he'll take part in the House Oversight and Judiciary Committee's impeachment inquiry into President Biden. The move comes after Hunter previously avoided a December 13th deposition date, which prompted lawmakers to threaten him with contempt of Congress. In California, the clock is ticking today for convicted murderer Scott Peterson to find new evidence that might lead to a new trial. Peterson was found guilty of the murder of his wife Lacey and their unborn child and was denied a new trial in 2022. Reports are now that the Los Angeles Innocence Project is looking into the headline-grabbing case with just months left to submit any new evidence. And a change of pace for you now. Lip balm flavors inspired by a basket of chicken wings have already sold out. Sorry to disappoint you. Mark Mayfield explains. Burt's Bees announced that it had teamed up with Hidden Valley Ranch to create a line of lip balms that featured the flavors of buffalo sauce, crunchy celery, fresh carrot, and Hidden Valley Ranch. The collaboration started after an April Fool's post in 2022 of ranch-flavored lip balm. The limited edition pack of lip balms was launched on Wednesday. I'm Mark Mayfield. 
Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Bruins beat the Colorado Avalanche last night 5-2. They host the Montreal Canadiens Saturday night, and the Boston Celtics home to play the Denver Nuggets. That's tonight at 7.30. Now we'll check your Friday morning forecast with ABC6. Dry conditions. The first part of the day, we'll be seeing some flakes moving in and light snow showers for this afternoon that could potentially leave us with up to an inch of snow. Once the system is all said and done early this evening, temperatures this afternoon around 30, dipping into the mid-teens this evening and overnight and very cold weather expected for the weekend with potentially sub-zero wind chills. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. This WBSM News Update brought to you by Sparks Auto Dartmouth, home of the $29 oil change. Your choice for auto repairs, brakes, and inspection stations. Sparks Auto, 425 State Road, Dartmouth. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. All right, thanks, Phil. This is Jack Blaine from the New Bedford Light filling in for Tim Weisberg this morning. Uh, the sun is still not up. I guess uh, this time of year, the sun... Today is supposed to rise at 7.06 a.m. You know, those, those are prompts you get from the weather the weather uh, guys on your phone or, or on television are, are not accurate. <laughs> the, the, the sun actually, it gets light. I don't know if the, it, it, at the time that it gets light and the actual sunrise are the same things. Because I've noticed that even though it says the sun is not going to rise till 7.06, that it's usually light about 15 minutes earlier. So uh, that's sort of my pet peeve is that the way they describe the sunrise and when it actually gets light are two different things. Anyway, it's still dark out there. And um, if you're uh, uh, just getting up this morning, uh, the news this morning is uh, Jack Markey's funeral is today. Uh, Former Mayor Markey died at, at, uh, on Sunday at the age of 89. And he'll be celebrated at Holy Name of the Sacred Heart Church in the west end of New Bedford this morning. Uh, going up there on Mount Pleasant Street, if you knew Mayor Markey, it's a little bit cold, but I'm sure his family will appreciate it. Uh, uh, this is Jack Spillane filling in for Tim Weisberg, who's um, having some surgery this morning. We're all with Tim. He should be um, getting ready for that right about now. Uh, I'm sure he's going to come through with sailing colors, but if you want to uh, call in and, and give a message to Tim, uh, we can send it through the, ment- the mental telepathy, I guess. If you believe in that, I think I do, uh, of some sort. Um, uh, so uh, uh, Tim is 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 under the weather today. We've been talking about a variety of things. We've been talking about child labor in the New Bedford seafood uh, uh, businesses. The the, the plants are the, the the kids from Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador. They're all working there. They're working on our New Bedford seafood plants. Uh, in the year 2024, how in the world is that happening? How is that happening? It's happening because we let it happen. You know, the, the kids are desperate for money because they come from such poverty in these places of Central America that they're willing to work when they're 15, 16 years old in those seafood plants and under dangerous conditions. We have a photo with uh, reporter Will Sennett's story in the New Bedford Light this morning that shows a 16-year-old with burns 
on his hand. And those burns were suffered from chemicals that were used in the fish processing plants in New Bedford. That's happening in 2024. We should be ashamed. We should be embarrassed. Now, it's a complex situation. You know, a lot of these kids have phony green cars because they're so desperate for, for money to send back to their families in Central America to live on here. Some of these same kids are working in the plants and also trying to go to school. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's those of us who are from immigrant families, and in America that means most of us. Certainly in New Bedford it means most of us. You know, it's the same story. And people say, well, my family came legally. Did they? Did all, did all of our families come legally? I think a lot of them did not. It's no secret that many people, you know, in New Bedford who come to work on green cards, you know, overstay, overstay those green cards and stay here for many years. Whether they're from Portugal or Cape Verde or Ireland or, or any place, you know, they're not always legal. There used to be a slur. The slur was WAP when I was growing up, W-O-P. And it was a slur for Italian people. I'm, I'm partly of Italian uh, descent myself. And the um, slur was meant to mean without papers, WAP. That's what WAP meant. So the issue of undocumented immigrants is, is really nothing new in, in um, uh, the United States of America. It's, it's with us now. It needs to be attended to. You know, there's no doubt that the situation we have at the border Right now, it's not a good situation. We have to do something about it. But, but who's kidding who? Uh, it's been a situation for 30 years since Ronald Reagan had, had amnesty. And it's still a situation. Why is it a situation? Because the two parties don't want to work together. They don't want to compromise on a solution. So that's, that's what we have. The result of that situation is children working at the New Bedford Seafood Plants. So, you know, I mean, right now, um, there's a battle uh, uh, of bad choices between the president and the Democrats and the Republicans about, are you going to fund Ukraine, only going to fund Ukraine, the Republicans say, if you solve the border crisis. The president offers to do a lot of things for the border crisis, but he's stopping short of rounding up and sending people back. The Republicans say, we don't want to do that. So... You have to have 60 votes to get anything passed in the Senate. Neither the Democrats or Republicans very often have 60 votes. Nothing gets done. Nothing gets done. So we have undocumented immigrants that have to be put up by the state of Massachusetts. And we have children working in the New Bedford seafood houses. That's the situation we have in the United States of America nowadays. That's the situation we have in New Bedford. So... You know, it's, it's, uh, it's not the, you know, people can take whatever, you know, the callers, if you want to call, you can take whatever side of the, the argument you want, but it's hard to argue that the Democrats and Republicans have, have, have both failed to solve the problem. And, and, you know, in America, one party does not overwhelmingly dominate the other, at least they haven't since the New Deal with the Franklin Delano Roosevelt um, Democrats, when the Democrats had overwhelming majorities in the, in the House, Senate, and presidency. We don't get that anymore. The country is deeply divided, about, usually about 50-50.
sometimes 51, 49, 52, 48. And so you can't get anything done. And and it's just, you know, a shame. So so I don't know. I have I have very little patience for those, you know, who who want to say that, you know, it's it's all the Democrats' fault or it's all the Republicans' fault. It's both their faults. And and we haven't we haven't solved it. But I think it's more than embarrassing to have a situation. Uh, it's more than tragic, more than embarrassing. It's tragic to have teenagers working in the New Bedford seafood houses owned by some of the prominent, most prominent people on the South Coast, you know, uh, getting hurt, you know, uh, because they are, are working in these, these places. State Rep Chris Hendricks this week has um, said he has a bill that would ban children from working in the New Bedford seafood houses. What do you think of that? Should we be in New Bedford? You're on the year with Jack Spillane, caller. Hey, what's going on, Jack? How hey, you Ray. Um, so I think I've always been a fan of, of split government, right? Because when, when one party controls everything, you end up with the most extreme agendas on that side of the aisle. Because there's no, there's no pushback. There's no resistance. There's no compromise. So I think the problem here is, is, is we have uh, a system where the most extreme individuals are getting elected. They're not people uh, of sound mind. They're of people of extreme mind. They're very tribally minded. And we see that with uh, the left with AOC. We see that with Presley. We see that with Marjorie Taylor Greene on the, uh, the Republican side. And we see that. In, in more and more districts going going uh, going forward, and, and is a lot a lot in, of that because of gerrymandering? Because the districts have been gerrymandered that you get all the liberals right. in one district and all the conservatives in another. Right, and and the problem there is is we even have in Colorado, Lauren Boebert, she knew that she was going to get her uh, her hand, her uh, butt handed to her in an election because she's an idiot. She literally picked up and moved the next district over so she could continue to stay in power and stay in the seat. So we have people that are that are doing things underhandedly. We have districts that are gerrymandered that are wrapping around other districts so that they can remain in power. The political power people, they, they, they don't care about actually serving the people. They care about staying in power and, and keeping their party in the majority. Yeah, and I agree. And when you have a primary election that only the base of that party shows up to vote and ideological people allow to vote in in those uh, primaries when they're independently minded, right? Here in Massachusetts, you'll have people that can uh, vote in either party as long as you're an independent. But most of the people that show up to primary elections are your very strict ideologues. And you end up with the base of the base. You end up with the Matt Gates in Florida, who's an absolute idiot. Also, like he's he's far to the right. You have and and you have AOC and Presley and all the other yahoos on the left. It so, doesn't make sense. So how are we, we going to get out of this? A, how, how are we going to get out of this, Ray? Voter participation is is one of your biggest ways to get out of it. You know, you we that's the biggest problem is is your moderates, your your American independents. Your moderate people who have 
conservative views, who also have liberal views, who also have libertarian views, don't show up to vote. It's only the people, the you know, the twenty percent that show up to vote that that are are strictly pro-life, or strictly anti-gun, or strictly this, or strictly that, and, and they're not willing, and they don't like it when somebody from Congress compromises with the other party. Hey Ray, I got to take a quick break. Hold on, if you want to want to, uh, uh, sure. uh, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's back to the talk with Jack, not Tim. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light, filling in for Tim Weisberg, who's having some surgery this morning. Uh, we all send our good thoughts to Tim, and and uh, we're sure he's going to make out f- just fine. He'll be back early next week. We've been talking about the funeral of Mayor Markey this morning, which is at 10 o'clock. We've also been talking about the, the uh, kids who are working at the New Bedford Seafood Houses kids who are largely undocumented immigrants who have um, landed in this country because they are trying to escape desperate poverty and violence in Central America. Uh, They are so desperate they get phony green cards and the seafood houses don't have a good system. America doesn't have a good system for policing them and they end up there. Uh, We had a story in the New Bedford Light this week about one of them who got injured with burns on his hands from the chemicals used while processing seafood in New Bedford. So that's the situation we have. Yeah, we got Ray back on the line. Ray, you're back with us. Let me see. Ray? Hey, Jack, how you doing? Good. <laughs> well, then how do you use um, these new phones? <laughs> that's all right. Actually, what I, what I did want to say also following up, uh, in regards to Jack Markey, you can tell the quality of the man by the by their uh, by their kids, you know? uh, and the quality of the man and, and the stature of of their children and how they hold themselves. Not how much money they make or the stature or the, the job that they get, but the the people who they are. And I know Chris. I don't know any of his other other children but i do know chris and chris is is a exemplary person on a on a personal level he's very caring very you know chris chris um, Mackey is one of the most honest decent yes. uh, guys uh that ever was and even though i've criticized him quite a bit on different issues he's a he's a fundamentally honest guy as is his brother john jr and um yep. i know jen uh, one of the sisters a little bit jen golden uh, uh it's just a quality family Right, and and that's that's and a credit to uh, Mayor Markey and, and his and his wife, and you you can tell the quality of the family, and 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 you can give that credit to the to the patriarch, and and that's uh, former Mayor Markey. So, yeah, absolutely. Who, so who, my, who, my my con, my condolences, to, obviously, to to the entire family. I know I know it's a hard time, but living a long life, uh, eighty nine years old, uh, he has uh, accomplished a lot. He's touched. A, a lot of lives and improved a lot of lives and and like Chris said it perfectly, an ordinary man who did extraordinary things yep. and and I think that is a perfect succinct uh, way to describe his dad. Okay, got to go to our last commercial. Thanks, Ray. All right, take care of that. 
All right, we're back. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light, filling in for Tim Weisberg. The sun is starting to come up now, and it looks like it's going to be uh, another one of those cloudy winter days. Uh, cool, cold, uh, cloudy winter day. Par for the course in in New Bedford and New England this time of year. I want to make a tease at this point for my guest at the 8 o'clock hour, a former city planner, Richard Walliger, uh, who was a big part of the Markey administration, uh, worked with um, uh, the, the city planner who preceded him, Ben Baker, and also uh, Mayor Markey with the um, funding of the historic district and also a lot of other things, some of the rebuilding of the state pier on the waterfront and, and housing issues uh, uh, that uh, uh, Richard Wallach will talk about um, when he gets here. Uh, uh, that's at the 8 o'clock hour. Also, um, this morning is the funeral of Mayor Maki, as, as I've been mentioning. It's at 10 o'clock at Holy Name Church. Uh, so uh, uh, if you want to go over to that, uh, think about that. I was at the wake last night, an hour and a half line to get in for a guy who hasn't been mayor for 40 years. Keep in mind that, that Jack Markey was also a judge for 17 years, so so a lot of folks knew him from that, that too. And a judge has to sentence people, but even so, uh, people people loved uh, 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 Judge Markey. Um, uh, there's a funny story that John told me about uh, some of the guys he had put um, in the lockup at the um, Bristol County House of Correction, uh, guys who had some um, alcohol addiction, uh, sending him a Christmas card that, that, that said, wish you were here. Uh, of course, I, uh, Judge Markey was not going to ever end up at, at the Bristol County House of Correction, but um, some of his friends did, and he put some of his friends there for, for good reason, even if they were not, not ready to stop drinking, to uh, 